to K-Wave 6 Radio, your show for all things positive. Here's your host, Kirk Spencer. Hello and welcome to K-Wave 6 Radio. This is Kirk Spencer, your host and producer. And before we get into today's show, I just have a few announcements that I'd like to make which is one, uh, if you're one who has been sending energy prayers or whatever you're doing to help my uh, friend and co-host Stash, who's still in the hospital, but as when we spoke to him today, he's supposed to be moved out of the ICU, intensive care unit, into either private ward or he is going to be going home. We'll be able to find that out tomorrow, we hope. Anyway, if you're doing whatever you're doing is in a positive manner, we definitely appreciate it from us, the extended family, as well as his immediate family. So please continue your well wishes, helps, uh, energy, and prayers. Uh, also, this week we were supposed to have a guest from Germany. Uh, we were speaking yesterday, and as we were speaking, his voice and his health just seemed to collapse as we were talking so we were supposed to continue this day but he um, could not so he's putting it off until next week you'll definitely enjoy this one don't want to give away the person's name uh, but um, you will definitely enjoy him and what he has to share with us uh, we also are doing many other things, both uh, here at K-Wave 6 and we have been invited to be participants with a, a new group which is not, if you will, it is not based on someone's directives. It just has a, uh, if you will, it has a, a point of view. In other words, it has a purpose. Let's just say it that way. It has a purpose which is to help humanity be itself. In other words, it's looking for leaders, not bosses. In other words, we're not here to tell you what to do, but we're here to help you through experiences, and you can even share your experiences on what you're doing in your area to make the world a better place, or we can share our experiences with you to maybe even get you a kickstart into making the world a better place in your community and even with those that you share life with, uh, let's say as friendships and whatnot in other places in our world. We all know that the world is going down the tubes very rapidly so we're trying to do something that will actually benefit ourselves as well as those who follow us, which can be your children, their children, their children's children, so on and so forth. Uh, because you know, if you're one who believes in a future where the world or life as we know it comes to an end, even with that in mind, we have no idea when that day comes. So until that time comes, we are definitely honor-bound to, if you will, honor-bound to make sure that what we have, as long as we have it, is something that we can proudly pass on to those who follow 
and they can look back and say at least I know some people that made a change instead of just continued with greed etc. The name of this organization that we've been involved with uh, just started with we're starting it as the grassroots I am part of it I will be in charge of mostly the communications in that is on radio and video and whatnot uh, there's four of us we're all leaders we're not bosses and the name of the organization if you will is the Gro global sovereign alliance that's global sovereign alliance and you can find us at global sovereign alliance dot net we're still working on the site we're still putting up things that uh, will be of interest to you the reader and those who wish to be a participant with this and um, we'll bring more information to you about that in the near future so let's get into today's show which is going to be basically a part one we're talking about manipulation and responsibilities and basically we're going to do more in this section this part one uh, in asking more questions we're going to give some answers or at least some things for you to think about and when we get into part two we'll start giving more precise answers but we want you to at least in this thought uh, think about things that you have come to accept and have no idea why you accept this so let's give some thought to these things life was given to us eons ago this could be thousands of years ago this could be millions of years ago depending on your own perspective uh, so we're not going to argue that point at this at this time if ever come to think of it but anyhow so the question really is even with all this time that we've had whether it be thousands of years or millions of years what have we done with the with the life that we've been given you know if you're one who looks at even things from a biblical point of view how long have we been how long has it been since Cain and Abel you know Cain whacked Abel upside the head and it continues on as a matter of fact uh, there's a movie I saw not too long ago that makes you even kind of question it's called he never died uh, because if you're one who reads the Bible it's a thing of Cain was uh, given a life to in one perspective to look back at what he's done as he continued on with his life and everyone was told not to kill him now without thinking too deeply into this when did Cain die did he ever die we don't know uh, just because it may not say it in the Bible does not mean that he didn't die but on the other side stranger things in life have existed and we some of us just don't want to accept it however don't want to get into him now here's bringing it back to us we have large brains now large not so much in size but over 100 billion neuron connections it's more than any computer but we only use approximately 10 percent of all of that matter that's in between our ears so it kind of makes you think about something we used to talk about a long time ago 
So what do you use your head for besides, or what do you use your brain for besides keeping your skull inflated? Anyway, over the past few years, many have spoken about ascension. You know, we're going to ascend to a higher plane of ex existence. But what have we done to accomplish this feat? Is this something that's supposed to happen to us just because we exist? Or are we supposed to be working towards something? Are we supposed to be doing something to make this ascension fact happen? Okay, are humans more interested in having than being? Now, if I were to take a look at our societies, especially Western societies, and now we can take a look at some of the Eastern societies, such as uh, China, which is becoming much more of a consumerist society. Japan is a consumerist society. Uh, <laughs> where in the world can you really go these days and see somebody walking down the street having a conversation on a majority, not the minority, but a majority of the people having conversations walking down the street instead of burying their face into their smartphones uh, and whatnot. So it's a point of, do we really care about being human or is it I have to work for the things that I want? In other words, is money a tool or is it the master of our lives? Do we work for money so we can live comfortably? And I mean comfortably is having the things that we really need. We need a house or a home, to call, a place to call home. Uh, we need a comfortable bed uh, for ourselves and or if we have mates or children, whatever that case may be. Um, depending on where you live, uh, do you need a refrigerator? Do you need air conditioning? Do you need a furnace? You know, even when I moved here to Mexico, I asked, so where's the furnace? And they had no idea what I was talking about. Where's the air conditioning? They still didn't know anything what I was talking about. Come to find out, even in the Mexico City area, 7,400 feet above sea level, we have we have such a temperate climate that uh, we don't need air conditioning. We don't need uh, a furnace. We have room heaters when it's cold, like now, January, February. Uh, but they're generally never used. The summertime here, usually if you're in the United States and probably Britain, usually only gets up into around the mid to high 70s throughout the summer months. Uh, if you're in other countries and use Celsius scale, that's usually, we get up to, on an average, only about 28 degrees Celsius. So, what do you need? What do you need in your area? Do you need air conditioning? Or is it just a strong desire? I have to have air conditioning. Uh, when you can just go, no, I don't really. There's places that you need it, yes. Okay, so, we're talking about here is needs and desires. Okay, what do you really need in your area? Uh, if you're living in the mountainous high country where the, it gets really cold during the winter or even at nighttime, yes, you may need something to keep you warm or to warm the water so you can actually bathe. 
<laughs> I just kind of drifted off on another thought there. But anyhow, uh, or is it that we feel that we need to have the latest of the SUVs or cars or motorcycles or boats or planes or do we need to buy all the stuff that's actually it doesn't have a real purpose in our lives and if you really think about it to make these things that are really luxury items uh, you're destroying more of the environment to get these things than you are actually in uh, let's say keeping the environment safe for generations to come or is it that you really just don't care about any other generations that follow us and what you're saying to other people is yeah I want the world to be a better place for my children but I really don't care about the environment even though they have to live in this environment that we leave them because right now I have to have that and okay if you're using a smartphone or something with a battery a lithium battery you understand that you have to dig into the earth to get that lithium and then how do they process it and get it into your uh, device whatever you're using for that um, how about the oil that you use to burn to get your vehicles moving whether it be something as small as a moped or something as fast as a jet uh, to get you where you want to go because that's what I really want and yeah, the, you know, the, this list can go on and on and on so we really don't want to dwell too much on that at least I don't want to uh, so are your possessions are humans more interested in having than being are your possessions that important that you just can't see the future and what you're doing to the future and you're not leaving a legacy of caretaking or stewardship towards the earth and you're just passing this on to your your offspring and to those who watch you and say that person is really cool they're great I want to be just like them and the earth just ends up going okay it's time to get rid of you guys I need to breathe I need to exist and you're killing me day by day by day or as we may say the earth will be fine it's us that's going to die because we really don't care yeah if you have religious beliefs and your religious beliefs are telling you that uh, you're going to have a savior come along I suppose you're just going to be yeah the world's going really bad and look at what's going on and you know so on and so forth and you really don't care because you have a savior that's going to save everybody that believes just like you which is another thing of separation uh, you revel in that separation instead of just trying to work together you have your beliefs other people have their beliefs why not just say look your particular details are what separate you and me but we have a great deal of commonality here why don't we put our hands together and go through this world because we don't have a place to escape to yeah you don't like a conversation so you can get up and walk away but if you don't like somebody you're going to kill somebody because of their beliefs they're different from yours people we have no place to go 
and if you keep putting people in the ground and one day you're sitting up here trying to grow something and you're plowing the land and you come across a skeleton uh, is that really good to share with your kids okay we also think about uh, uh we hear this and part of this you're going to see in next week's program with one of my guests is coming in is abilities what do we have as human abilities we oftentimes buy into the conformity of no that's not possible but we really don't stretch ourselves to find out what is possible what is not possible uh, I'm speaking in this case about acceptance of conformity now part of what we've been talking about even this week with the GSA that's what we call the global sovereign alliance was health and how health issues are usually um, how shall we say they're sold to us on how health should be we accept what medicine tells us but we forget for those of us who know we forget that the uh, allopathic way of healing is really not healing, is not curative. It is making a, let's say, a sensation livable. In other words, it's like taking an aspirin. Aspirin doesn't really cure anything. Aspirin only dulls the pain until your body heals. If it does, if it does actually heal at all, um, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, uh, all you have to do really is just do an internet search and look for things that are curative, and you'll only find that under basically holistic and alternative medicines, which is kind of stupid to call that alternative medicine, because that's what we've been living on up until the early 1900s when uh, I won't say names of leaders because it doesn't really matter but when the leaders of the pharmaceutical industry said look I'm, I'm my doctor's a naturopath but I see the value in allopathic medicine which is taking nature and making drugs out of it because drugs we can sell we can't sell nature if you can go in your backyard and grow this then we can't make any money from it okay so if you like the drug industry and you actually find out that they're not there to cure you they're there to keep you coming back into repeat business because if they cure you you won't come back but if you are just okay given some basically pain relief uh, or they help you with some parts of that but they can't cure everything you keep coming back you keep coming back you keep buying the drugs that you think you need or they tell you that you need and you believe them because oh they have a degree oh they have a business and it's accepted by the government you see where this is going people for people like myself who are holistic healers I have a phenomenal record of curing a lot of things, but people these days are just, I don't want responsibility. The, one, the woman that stopped me from doing holistic therapies these days is, was a woman who was not fat, but she was just overweight. And all she asked me for was, 
Can you give me an herb? Can you give me a pill? Can you give me something that will help me lose weight? And I I said, I can help you lose weight without you buying anything. Because I said, first of all, I don't sell product in my, we call it down here, consultorius. I don't sell products in my consultorius. I help you and then I help you help yourself. And she goes, well, good. How can I do this? And I said, in short, change your diet. Don't eat this. Don't drink that. Replace it with this, that, and another. And you can lose weight naturally. Why do you need to buy something? Just change your lifestyle a little bit. Even my father, who was a diabetic, he was not an insulin diabetic. He was just one who had to take a pill, one or two pills a day, and he had to watch his diet. Even he said, because I have diabetes, what I do is through the week, I watch my diet and of course I take my medication. On the weekends, when the family gets together, that's when I can enjoy the foods that I like. He wasn't an alcohol consumer, so drinking alcoholic beverages was not an issue. But he could eat the foods that he wanted. He could eat the desserts that he liked. He could eat the calorie-rich or fat-rich foods that he really liked during the weekend. And during the five days of the week, he just went, okay, fine. I can starve myself of that because everybody else is working. I'm working, so fine. I'll do what I have to do during that time. And he didn't overdo it on the weekends. He just enjoyed it. But this woman said, oh, no, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. That's not what she wants to do. She did not want to take any responsibility for her life. So I said, you know, this is just becoming an exercise in futility to try to help people who don't want to help themselves. They want to blame somebody else because you didn't help me lose weight. You didn't help me do this. You didn't help me do that. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You people, you need to accept responsibilities for your life and your decisions. Now, moving on. For most of life, excuse me, for most people, life only seems to have only one simple purpose, gaining time. It seems that our purposes are limited to reproduction or in being immortal. Okay, many religions seek a life out of the known or to some unknown. Few truly seek to create a life which is favorable in our current existence, where life is a pleasure and reproduction is more than the accepted norm. So we seek immortality, which is in some form seeking self-management and self-sufficiency. Now, if you're seeking self-management and self-sufficiency, you're either looking at life as um, it is something that I can accept or I don't like it, so I want to move. Now, if you're, in, if you're aware of what's going on in the world today, you're probably looking for self-management and self-sufficiency, which means you want to, as many people say, get off the grid. I want to live off of the grid. I don't want to pay for electricity. I don't want to have to use a gasoline engine because, after all, electric cars have been around since the early 1920s, but they won't let us use them. Okay, uh, do I have to buy electricity? Do I have to buy my water from 
some utility company? Do I have to buy gas, uh, excuse me, electricity? How about my telephone bill? Do I need that? Do I really need a telephone? How about the free energy that Nikola Tesla was telling us about now, what, 60, 70, 80 years ago? And even in the early 1900s when he sent a message, a digital message no less, from uh, the east coast of the Americas all the way over to England, which was received, which is now what we're doing these days. They squelched the information and made it something that they could sell. It's not for free, but Nikola Tesla wanted to give it away. Anyway, so with all of this, uh, most people these days are not happy with what is going on in the world so we're looking for that immortality we're looking for that self-management self-sufficiency but so many of us are afraid to make that step because we are are afraid of what others will think or others will do and these are some of the things that we're going to talk about in our next show uh, actually next few shows and probably even going to continue in some form or fashion in the distant future as well now we want to talk about knowledge and learning including epigenetics and we've talked about epigenetics on the show quite a few times and if you haven't heard the term okay epigenetics in short is learned experiences from our forefathers which is our parents our biological parents and if they've experienced something that was good that will be passed down to you genetically if it was a negative it will be passed down to you genetically so in other words if let's say your mother was raped and she had a hard time dealing with it you're going to find that there are some things in your life that you just don't understand why do I feel this way this is something that has been, as far as genetics has been explained to me and I've read about, it is something that's encoded into the protein covering of the genetic cell. And it is passed down to you, these, the child. And if you are old enough and you find yourself asking, why is it I don't like this? Or why is it I do like this? Why do I have this particular bend or fear or whatever it is? These are things that were passed down to you that possibly your parents never told you about their experiences. So these are things uh, that we need to take a look at in ourselves. Skip looking at other people. Start knowing yourself. That's the, in, that's the key ingredient at this point. Know yourself so you can grow and become a better person and pass this on to others that are willing to listen to you, read, your writings, whatever it is that you do to inspire others to be better. Um, now, all this information is handed down, uh, and we do want to pay attention to the expression here, it is handed down through time. So in other words, uh, if you want to think about this, and I'm going to give this as a thought, you think about it for yourself handed down through time do we actually get smarter as time goes on or do we actually dummy down as time goes on now in our societies right now we could say we're being dummied down because the quote quote I hate to use this but 
the powers that be are actually dummying us down because if you look if you just go to the internet search and just uh, at least in English, ask for a, a a test or an exam from uh, just say early 1900s. I don't care what year it is. I think it's 1908 or 1912. You look at an eighth grade exam in 1908, and you look at an eighth grade exam or even a college exam right now, and you tell me which one is actually smarter, the ones back in 1908. Or people today so that's just an example um, those of you who have maybe studied about um, ancient cultures we can use because this was very popular a few years ago the Mayan culture they had a very elaborate calendar uh, how about the Egyptians a lot of people like to study about Egyptian culture or how about the Sumerian culture or the Atlantean culture and you see these artifacts that come from that time and you find that they actually made models that were uh, that are actually able to fly <clears throat> and this was long before modern man okay so are we actually being dummied down or are we actually learning more we have technology which is going up especially since the last few thousand years but it doesn't seem that our societies are getting any smarter. So let's move on. Have you ever wondered why we're always waiting for something to happen, something to change, usually in our favor, or as some people unwittingly do, against our favor? How about those that are uh, out to make things happen? There's many in this group who do so selfishly. You know, there's many of us who go out and we look at life and go, okay, I'm tired of talking about it, let's do something. I'm one of those people, I get tired of talking about it. Uh, I get tired of just thinking about, oh, this is what I'd like to do, this is where I'd like to be, and I just finally just get up and go and move. Many people I grew up with, they don't understand that part of my life where I just went, eh, okay, fine. If something I want to do, I get up and I go do it. Even my father used to ask me, why don't you have some of your friends go with you? This is back when I was in my late teens, early 20s, and I went hitchhiking around the country. And my father used to say, why don't you have your friends go with you? And I went, no, my, none of my friends want to do that. Why don't you have some of these other friends go with you? I said, they don't want to go either. So you're still going to go? I said, yeah, it's something I want to do. He said, okay, be careful. Let me know. Keep in contact. And I did. And I had a great deal of fun. But it also taught me a great deal about independence. If it's something that I really want to do, I can do it. I don't have to have somebody else with me to do many of the things that I really want to accomplish. There are some things in life, of course, that we do need the help of others. We're talking about helping the world make the world a better place. can't do that by myself. You can't do it by yourself. You need a collective of people with the same ideas, or ideals at least, in mind to make the world a better place. 
Otherwise, you're just making a little bubble while the rest of the world goes to hell in a handbag, as the expression goes. So we have to work together. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's out there that wants to do something selfishly. That's just the way people are. This is the way we are. We're greedy. We want things for ourselves. You know, we're talking about making a, the world a better place, and there's many countries that are still trying to do that. And in process, some of us are really skeptical about creating, for example, a new monetary system to take it away from the one that exists. If you take away the one that exists and somebody else has control of another monetary system, who's to stop somebody to take, taking control of that monetary system and we end up repeating the same problems over and over again? So is there a better way? Someone who's into finances or can understand how we as human beings can trade with uh, currency instead of goods or how to trade with uh, someone who is too far away uh, to uh, actually, let's say, I will do this for you for your product. Okay, let's say <coughs> uh, we have a carpenter. Let's just use that for an example. Carpenters are great people. Why? Because without a carpenter, you can't get things built with wood and some metals. Okay? You don't know anything about carpentry. You don't know how to measure. You don't know how to cut. You don't know how to put and construct things together. Fine. That's what a carpenter does. And you are, uh, I don't know, you come up in, say, a new way of making a computer that's not, uh, dam that's not damaging the earth. Okay, but you live, let's say, uh, for those who are in the United States, you live in Oregon, the person that um, needs your product over in Florida, uh, you can't, I, I'm going to build your house. Well, I don't want to travel 3,000 miles to build you a house to get a computer, so how do we do this? So it's a point of, okay, how can we trade with each other and using some sort of item for trade. I don't want to use the word currency, but I guess since I said it, might as well use it. What kind of currency, what kind of trading can we use to trade with someone that we want to buy or get that person's product and without making somebody wealthy and rich and we end up going right back to where we are right now where the wealthy and the rich are saying, ah, you work for me. And we're just going, look, I just want my sovereignty. Sovereignty and citizenship are two different things if you look them up in the dictionary, especially in a legal dictionary. So where do we go? How do we make this happen? Where are the ideas coming from? Do you have a better idea? Let us know. Okay, moving on. Now, we think at our present time in history we have more knowledge than the ancient civilizations. Now, yeah, we talked about that just a little bit ago, but take a look back just momentarily. Archaeologists are proving that to be incorrect every day, even when the historians refuse to publish the findings that the archaeologists are presenting to them and to the public. Wisdom is lost through the manipulation of those who have the power. 
I know a lot of people that still want to believe that no, the government wouldn't do that. No, the universities wouldn't do that. That's their job is to teach. That is their job to protect. And if you don't see that, I suppose maybe I'm just hitting my head against a brick wall when I'm trying to talk to people such as yourself. Even with, I'm going to give an example, uh, present day history. One of my constant guests on my show is Ben Davidson, who is part of, uh, actually, he is the founder of suspiciousobservers.org. I listen to his, listen to and watch his YouTube videos every day, or at least every day that I can, which is usually about 99% of the time. And he's been on the show, and a few times that we've put some of his shows on YouTube, there's always somebody on YouTube just going, ah, this is lies, this is fallacy, they ought to use other words than this. And someone once <laughs> answered back, and I said, you know, we've got all the proof, and it's always proved in his videos where he gets his information from, such as NASA, universities, and other places. I have never had any problems with what he said. As a matter of fact, I knew him for, well, I shouldn't say I knew him. I watched his videos for probably at least a year before I ever invited him to be a guest on my show. And the reason why he keeps coming back, or should I say the reason why I keep inviting him back, is because he has proof. He doesn't do this by, uh, let's say, opinions or feelings. He does it with proof, and he provides that information, those facts, in his videos every day. But there's always somebody out there that comes up and says, ah, that's just junk, and they give all other kinds of explicatives to express their distrust in what he says. And for people that are skeptical, I have no problem with skeptics. What I have a problem with are people that are denialists and they want to express themselves as if they are skeptics. So instead of arguing with these people, because the expression goes, never argue with an ignorant person because people that are looking on can't tell the difference. So what I actually do is ask people, instead of being emotional with your response, prove that what he or anybody else says is wrong. If you have no proof, and it's all just an emotional response because you choose not to believe, please reserve your comments for your friends and for yourself, and don't express them here. I want to be associated with people that want to grow. Now, if you have proof that's contrary, and it can be proven, I'm all willing to listen to it, read it, check it out for myself, and I make my own decisions. And I like people like that. Make your own decisions. Find out what it is it's going to take to make your life better. Now, moving on again. The other side of having knowledge and wisdom versus the conformity. Conformity is comfortable for a lot of people. Because conformity means I have a group of people that I can associate with and they believe just like I believe. But if you're one who seeks knowledge and wisdom, oftentimes that puts you into a bracket of feeling lonely or I don't have the friends 
and I, you know, I walk alone through life, that kind of a thing. Well, I've been doing it so long in my life, I actually feel sometimes uncomfortable when I'm getting around too many people. Because when you get around too many people, people want you to conform. Oh, this is what we do. We don't do that. Or you should do this. You should do that. And no, 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 no. People, this is my life. When I was born, I was born alone. I had a doctor holding me up, spanking my bottom. Okay, fine. He's a nice guy. I met him. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and when I die, I'm going to die alone. I don't care if somebody's sitting there, I'm still going to be myself. Or as I've told my mother and other people, if I have to meet a judge, a heavenly judge, I'm going to be standing alone before this heavenly judge. So it is going to be my, the onus is on me to make my decisions on where I go in my life. If you don't like that, that's your problem. I have to deal with the final judgment, okay? So I'm going to make my decisions. I will stand by them. I will be the one who stands alone because of my decisions. And it will not be coming out of my mouth that I was just following orders or I was doing that because my community does that or my community doesn't do that or other people that I associated with did not do this or did do that or they suggested I didn't. No. Whatever decision you make, whether it is to follow the crowd or to stand on your own two feet, the decision is yours and you still have to pay the cost for whatever decision you make. That's number one in life. Accept your responsibility because it doesn't matter if you say that's what everybody else was doing and I was doing it. You made the decision. You made the decision to follow. You didn't. Uh, you didn't just accept to. Oh, I was forced to. It was still a decision to accept that. Okay. Memories. How far back in your youth can you remember? What were your earliest memories? Those were your formative years, the times that laid the foundation for who and what you are today. So what blocks your memories? Think about it for a moment. What blocks your memories? Those things in the past that you don't remember anymore. Is it just because of age? Well, I got that one. <laughs> How about pain? Things that you experienced and they're blocked by pain. How about anger? Something made you so angry you either blocked it or you just can't get past that anger because it, it has a hold on you. How about desires? Things that you either wanted very much and never got or things that you got or want to continue to get or just think about all the different ways that these three words, pain, anger, and desire, control your memory, control your life now. Now in an effort to close the show relatively soon, I'm going to continue on with my remaining thoughts here. How about your present and your future? If you're one who likes to consider prophecies, you know, it doesn't matter whether you come from a Jewish prophecy or Christian prophecies or 
whatever religion you have, if you have any at all, or even if you're having scientific prophecies. Okay, what about your prophecies? Why are they, excuse me, why are you always looking to others for prophecies? The key word here is always, because so many people just always looking to the future. And, you know, this is something they have a discussion with Christians about a lot is you're always talking about Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And I go through time, and I, I know this for a fact, that during World War I, people used to go, oh, this is the end of the world, the world is in war, we're going to all die soon. Didn't happen. Here comes the financial crisis of 1929. Ah, we're going to, Jesus is coming. Didn't come. World War II, didn't come. Korean War. Vietnamese war and it's just been going on and on and now that the world is changing the climate is changing uh, we're getting more earthquakes we're getting more volcanoes uh, truth of the matter we're killing ourselves <laughs> quite well without the help of mother nature and is this the end of the world well a lot of us think so it could be we don't know but do you trust yourself to hear and learn what the future can be for you? How do you fit into the future? Do you even listen? Think about it. For over a hundred years in our modern time, people have always been talking about the end of the world and it hasn't happened. It's bad now. It was bad in the 1930s and 40s when the world really got into a big war and it really stretched pretty much all over the world. World War I was not quite the same. World War II literally went around the world. Just about every nation, if not every nation, had a part to play and to some degree still plays a part in what happened during World War II. We are now in an age where nature and man seems to be working together to kill ourselves. But we don't know when or if that change will come in our lifetime. But there are too many people, at least in my opinion, who look at the world and go, I want to watch the world go down the drain. Or, ooh, wasn't that mushroom cloud of that nuclear blast several hundred miles away wasn't that a beautiful mushroom mushroom cloud uh you know if there's enough of those that go off people this is not a spectator sport it will affect each and every one of us but we want to watch it's just like everybody now if there's a problem that's going on right in front of you instead of getting involved to help the innocent party whether it's the cop or whether it is the person the cop is beating up we take out our cell phones we take pictures or video and we go share them on social media where is the involvement in this why do we just watch the world just go crazy and then expect somebody to come along and save us can't we help ourselves can't we make our own lives better? Why are we always playing the victim and going, help, help, help? Why? Let you think about that one for yourself. So what makes you human? 
what ability to re is it just your ability to reason and to think the ability to fear how about the ability to feel pain and pleasure what is it that makes you human just feelings well animals insects they all feel even plants feel is the ability to reason and to bring about action is that what makes us human do we accept it do we deny it I don't know you tell me how about limitations we form what we consider reality then have others accept these realities but is what we're taught everything is there more to what excuse me is there more to life than what we know or don't know do you accept what others tell and or teach you about what is and what isn't do you let other people think for you and you just accept it because oh maybe they have a degree or maybe they have something that you don't have so that makes them the authority why do you sell out yourself and your ability to be that human that you were created to be as the question was we're given life and what have we done with it we don't do anything other than accept somebody else's ideas why is mankind ready for what many many people call extreme knowledge or how about ascension how about a life beyond what we already have have we just gotten to the point where we're just going to accept and we think the acceptance is going to save us knowledge which will change the world as we currently know it will we just think we're going to slide in and go ah I made it how about knowledge which is beneficial for all not just a few man's nature always seems to be toward greed and power but in contrast to even what we see today ignorance brings greed and chaos why do we accept the ignorance of the world why do we accept only what people tell us just because they have a degree they have a position because they're the government because they're the universities because 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 we <laughs> it seems that the world is full of followers and what we're needing is leaders not bosses leaders people please please be a part of k-wave 6 radio join the forum join us at global sovereign alliance I'll tell you more about that in the future but right now you can be a part of our show be a part of our growth process if you just share your ideas your questions your comments we're talking about things that are positive be a part of our forum help others help others to help themselves help yourself to learning something different be a part of our future and a grand future that we can possibly have because we don't know when anything can and when happen will happen but if we do nothing it is for sure that we will be the ones who circling the drain and watching 
some bomb because there always seems to be somebody who wants to destroy us we'll be watching some mushroom cloud either distantly or right above us happen and the last words coming out of your mouth is oh you know the rest please be a part of us join us um, our website address you're going to hear the short link in the closing part of the show but the direct address for those who don't like a dot tk is k wave six the number six radio so it's k wave six radio dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com we hope to hear from you and be a part of our show be a part of our lives be a part of just making the world a better place for us and those who follow us thank you for your time thank you for your attention and we'll be in contact with you again soon be well thank you for joining us for today's show we hope you found today's show interesting and of value to your life please visit our website at www.kwave6 the number six radio.tk that's www.kwave6.tk kwave6radio.tk Follow our blog titled What's New for all upcoming shows and events. You can follow us easily by clicking the RFS feed icon on the blog page or via Twitter and our Facebook page. Also visit the Freedom Talk Radio Network and SETV site at www.freedomtalkradio.co.uk for more interesting programming. Most of all, K-Wave 6 radio programs are archived in our YouTube channel. See our homepage for more information. As always, all the best. Mm-hmm.